ever wonder what your therapist is really thinking? Well, that's confidential. But in this podcast, a few of my therapist friends and me show you what it's really like inside of a mental health professional's brain. Hi, welcome to Through the Eyes of a Therapist podcast. I'm Crystal Martinez Acosta, licensed professional counselor, board certified counselor. We discuss books, movies, TV shows, motherhood, current events, clinical issues, mental illness, trauma, and our own personal lives. So if you want to know what we're thinking, come on in, take a listen. Come see what the world is like through the eyes of a therapist, the podcast that destigmatizes mental illness, humanizes therapists, and demystifies therapy. Hello, everyone. We're back on the podcast. We have two very special guests today. We're going to be talking about therapists who have side hustles. So we're going to be picking the brains of Ashley Lean and Dr. Christina Bautista, who are both therapists who have come to be on the podcast to talk about the things that they do on the side aside from clinical work or counseling or therapy. So welcome to the podcast, both of you. Thank you so much. Yes, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'd like to start with maybe Dr. Christina Bautista. If you can tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe kind of a little bit about what you do, who you are, where you're located, all of that good stuff. So I am Dr. Christina Bautista. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and I have a PsyD in psychology, and I am located everywhere. <laughs> so originally, I'm from Los Angeles, and I then moved to San Diego, and that's where I established myself as a therapist. But then part of it, as you'll hear today tell my story, is being able to be very mobile and travel around. So I live part-time in California, very, very, very part-time, and then also in Cancun, Mexico, and then in Florida. So that's where I'm at right now in Florida. Awesome. Thanks so much. What is the weather like right now? (laughs) Oh, it's beautiful. (laughs) It's not as beautiful as Cancun. I'm imagining better than what it is in California right now. (laughs) This is great. This is awesome. Ashley, tell us a little bit about yourself. So my name is Ashley Lean. I am also a licensed marriage and family therapist. I'm out of Los Angeles, California, and I've been practicing since 2012. And I would say I specialize in working with folks who experience anxiety and or trauma, as well as working with uh, couples and teams or doing like a group sort of situation. So thanks for having me on. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for taking the time. I know that as therapists, we're already busy and, you know, maybe struggle to do like self-care and take time for ourselves. But I can imagine that if you have side hustles or extra projects and businesses, that's, you know, your time is even that much more valuable. So thank you so much for coming onto the podcast to talk to us today. So I'm curious to hear a little bit about what your lifestyles are like. If you are mainly doing therapy right now and what your side hustles are and what I mean by side hustles is, okay, so there's this kind of like idea that came to my mind. I'm on Instagram a lot and there's this whole idea of boss babes and like bad bitches that have like businesses and like 
you know, if you hustle, you can make it and like you can have like all this money if you work really hard for it. And like Kim Kardashian with her crazy like thing that, you know, like her comment right from just like a couple weeks ago that she made about like people just need to effing work or whatever. Like women specifically, she's women specifically. Girl. Right. Yeah. Like our faces, all of us. Right. It's just like, what are you doing? And so like this side hustling thing, I think we have to be kind of like careful with it. Right. So like just to define side hustle, I feel is like you have your either full time job or full time role or the thing that you do most of the time, which I feel for us as therapists could be therapy. And then on the side, either doing like a project or Something that's more than a hobby, more than just like a passion, right? It's something that maybe could be more time consuming, more energy consuming, and something that maybe came out of necessity or like a project that ended up serving the community in some way and grew and you are now kind of in charge of it and it kind of like voluntold you to continue like working on it or something right so I feel like that's what like a side hustle would be for a therapist maybe I'm not sure we'll explore it with our guests today but that's kind of where the idea came from is like this culture of like hustling and like being able to make your own lifestyle and like do what you need to do to either make ends meet or build the lifestyle that you want like build your empire sort of situation and so that's where the inspiration for this came from so Maybe we can start with Ashley if you want to tell us a little bit about if you're doing mainly therapy right now and maybe what your side hustles are. Sure. I wouldn't say I'm doing therapy mainly, but I work for a startup. I'm on the founding team and it's a mental health startup. So we provide like mental fitness classes to businesses and that's my main thing. And then one of my side hustles is seeing clients. So I see anywhere from four to eight clients a week. And then I do fitness, so actual fitness, where I'm a group X instructor. And that's probably what I would consider my main side hustle. And it came out of my love for fitness. I've been an athlete my whole life. And so it was just a really great balance to therapy. It's the place where I don't have to always say things in a nice way. I can just push people (laughs) to do more. I'm like, no, that's not good enough. Get lower, you know, or what have you. So it's a great place for me to also get out that part. I can be more vocal. I can, you know, yell a little bit more. And it's such a great source of community. I can't even tell you. I was able to get my core group of gym rats that, you know, once the gym's closed because of COVID to stick with me through Zoom. And they are pretty much family now. You know, I call them my gym family, but it's just been such a great source of social support, you know, all of us. And I would say that is why I do it still, you know, and I don't even charge them now. We just all hang out every weekend and I teach them the classes and they just have a good time. We check in with each other. How are you doing? So it's just been, that's where it came from. My love for working out and then it just evolved into this wonderful community and we were just able to sustain that through the pandemic and we're still going. Awesome. Yeah, so mental fitness and physical fitness and seeing clients. So you're doing like three things. Correct. 
Cool. Story of my life. <laughs> so balancing a lot. And then what about like your home life? Well, I have a kiddo. I had her a year ago, 13 months. Yeah. And so it's just a matter of making sure that I'm constantly looking at my schedule. I will say that, you know, that's the easiest way for me to balance everything is to know when I have to start the day, then getting her to daycare. So that's always helpful. And then making sure that I'm just checking the times, you know, I set those little reminders on my calendar to make sure like, okay, in 10 minutes, this happens. Okay, this, okay, this. And then just enjoying it. That's the biggest thing I've learned from the classes that I teach is that if you're not enjoying it, it's really maybe not the best side hustle, you know, because to continue to push yourself to that point, for me, I feel that you really need to enjoy it and have a good time doing it, which is why the physical fitness is why, you know, I really just love doing that. Awesome. What about you, Dr. Christina? Can you tell us a little bit about what you do for your side hustles? Are you doing mainly therapy? Yes, absolutely. So mine's a little bit more involved. I loved yours, Ashley. That's really awesome. But mine is, oh my goodness, more than full time. <laughs> so I've always had side hustles. I feel like it's always been ingrained in me. Like my mom, I remember seeing her doing side hustles all the time, selling clothes, selling jewelry. I don't know, doing all kinds of stuff. And I always knew that I had to have a plan B. So I've always had a side hustle doing something. And then somebody told me, well, it's not enough to have a plan A and B. You need a plan C, D, and E. And I said, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> so I ran with this. <laughs> and so I've always had a plan A, B, C, D, and E. <laughs> and so just like Ashley, I've um, been in therapy for a long time. In 2012 is when I started. And then I worked in community, you know, county clinics and got burnt out and then finally started my own private practice a couple years ago. And so I found myself getting a little burnt out from therapy. So that's my main thing is my therapy. So I see clients anywhere from 25 clients to like 30 clients a week. And so my side hustles include, well, now the brand new thing that I'm doing is consultation for private practice, because I feel like I was very successful right away. I'm such a go-getter type of person. That's how people would describe me. Whatever I put my mind to, I always accomplish. And so I did everything on my own, trial and error. I learned. I'm very successful in my private practice. And I give a lot of free advice to people on Facebook. But I also started officially my own consultation practice as well. And then I also have a podcast that's called Let's Talk About Therapy that talks about all these different types of things that therapists need motivation with. I mean, not only side hustles, but different things, right? Like how to go to cash paying clients, you know, how to be able to get on panels for insurance companies, et cetera. Aside from that, my first side hustle as a therapist was during the pandemic. I started Spanish for Therapist Institute. And so that is to teach therapists how to speak Spanish or how to use terminology, therapeutic terminology in Spanish. And in my vision, <laughs> I thought I was just going to help a few therapists. And they went from zero to 100 in a couple of weeks. And I had hundreds and hundreds of students. And I think it worked out also because of the pandemic. Everybody was at home and they, want, they had time to learn. And so it was amazing. So I started off with one level. I was thinking people were going to be like myself, where I'm a first generation Mexican-American. And I was thinking, you know, you would just need a little bit of help with some terminology. But no, like I have people from all walks of life, even non-therapists, you know, working in clinics or whatever that are not therapists. 
I have people that have never taken a Spanish class that want to start learning Spanish. I have people who have taken Spanish, say, in high school, and they haven't brushed up on their Spanish. And so now we have five levels. And so we provide the live online classes. And I also sell the packages as self-learned packages for people that are too busy or the schedule doesn't work out. They could do it on their own. So I have the video recordings of the classes and the PowerPoints that I developed myself. And I provide that. I'm also writing a manual along with two colleagues. They were my students, actually, and they were in the advanced class. And so we're writing Spanish for Therapists reference manual. So it's going to be just like the DSM where it has a different categories and you could just flip to it and be able to get the information. So it's going to be similar to that format, except Spanish for Therapists. So we have different topics, topics from you know, working with children, adolescents, families, couples, substance abuse, etc. And so you get to go to that section and you have the vocabulary, you have cultural considerations, things that might affect that particular culture that sometimes people don't know about, statistics as well. And then we have activities and we have conversations. So it's a go-to reference manual if you have Spanish-speaking clients that anybody could utilize at any level. That's awesome. Thank you. During that time, I was living in Cancun, Mexico. And so I met some therapists. And so some of those therapists are the ones that help me teach the classes now because I don't do that anymore. I just developed the curriculum and I did teach like the first year. And then after that, I let my teachers teach now. So I do have employees in Mexico. I have somebody who does my marketing. I have somebody that does all my Facebook um, interacting and then somebody that takes care of all the business side of it so that I don't have to do it because I really don't have time to do it. And so we just do meetings and, you know, try to stay all on the same page. I also did a study abroad last year in Cancun, and that was a great success. The students absolutely loved it. So they went to Cancun. I rented a house. We did excursions. I was doing the live classes in person we had a lot of interaction with different activities and the students absolutely love it. So I'm doing another one this year, this summer in July. And that came from another business that I had previously. So my vision was to have relaxation, kind of like retreats. And so I did a couple of those, but then COVID started and it didn't do so well. So I've always wanted to keep doing that. And so, you know, people love it, you know, for self-care that we absolutely need. And so it's kind of a little bit of that combined. So it was, it was wonderful. And then the other one that came from that, now it's a group practice in Mexico from those same therapists. And so their license is not restricted. Like we have ours here in the U.S. restricted. We could only see clients in our state. They could see clients all over the world. And so it's called Ayuda Para Todos, Help for Everyone. And it's low cost therapy. And so it's kind of like similar. I don't know if you're familiar with Open Path Collective. Oh, yes. Uh huh. Okay. So Open Path Collective is for people who don't have insurance or have a high deductible or whatever they can't afford to pay for therapy. So therapists have to agree to charge between, I don't remember how much it is, like a certain amount, right? So it's kind of similar, except that for this one, anybody, we don't ask for any proof of income. We don't ask for anything. And it's a set fee of $34.99 for individual therapy, and then $39.99 for families or couples. And so that's just a set fee for low-income therapy. And so, yeah, those are my my side hustles right now. <laughs> that's awesome. I wonder, for the both of you, 
I feel like there's a level of risk involved when you go into a side hustle. And I know that this isn't a question I prepared you for, but I feel like you know yourselves well. Like you have to know yourself well, right? You have to know what you want and you don't want in life when you are a side hustling therapist. And you have to have that level of like healthy risk taking, I feel like, because I myself do like side hustling things, right? Like I have this podcast and I have like my consultation side and my teaching side and my therapy side and I sell my t-shirts and like just like weird little projects that I like to do. I used to teach fitness a long time ago. That was one of my side hustles as well too. And I think that there's a level of risk, right? Where you have to be like, okay, I'm gonna do this. And you have to have like that level of confidence. And I think that a lot of it is like mindset, right? And so I wonder if you can talk to us a little bit about it. Maybe like Dr. Christina, can you tell me a little bit about that process for you where you're like, okay, I'm gonna do this project now. You know, like, what is that like for you in your mind? So like I mentioned, I have a very, you know, go-getter mind. Everybody will tell you that's who I am. I don't consider risk. I'm the type of person that says, you know what, I want to do this. And I don't think about the risk. I just do it. And so I know a lot of people are not like that, right? For the majority of people, they like to stay in their comfort zone. And that's the reason why people don't do things. And these are the things that I talk about on my podcast to clients, to my friends, to everybody that, you know, statistically speaking, there is a small percentage of people that get stuff done. And so if you're not that person, you can become that person. Like you said, Crystal, it's about mindset. And it's about being passionate. And it's about believing in yourself, having that self-confidence. And so I believe that the things that I've done, I've been very successful. And the reason for that is because there's no room for doubt. I meditate, I visualize, I set goals, and I tell myself, it's going to happen. And that's it. There's no question or buts about it. It's going to happen. And so for me, the only risk is not doing something. Because if you're not doing it, guess what? Time is passing by regardless if you do something or not. You know, that's money you could have been making. That's ideas. You know, sometimes you have an idea and you don't do something with it. And then somebody else does it. And you're like, oh, man, that was my idea. <laughs> right. So it's like time is going by. So to me, there is no risk unless you don't do it. That's really well said, I feel like, in the entrepreneurial spirit, right? Like, and side hustling spirit, like, you have to just be like, well, if I don't do it, it's just not going to get done. What's interesting, though, is that I feel like you could get caught in the whole black and white thinking, too, right? Like, either I do it or I don't. But at the same time, like, that is the reality, though, right? Like, either it gets done or it doesn't. So I think it's like this catch-22. It could be a trap, but you do have to go after your dream. Like, we all die. This is existential, right? Like, it's a little bit morbid, but it's true. Like, you only have limited time on Earth and, like, dormir al panteón, like they say, right? Like, <laughs> that's just how it is. What about you, Ashley? What do you think? I think that it's helpful to think about the ways that you could maybe make money from the things you like doing, right? I wouldn't say I started off thinking I could do that when it came to the physical fitness aspect. Obviously, I went to school to be a therapist. And so I knew that that's what I was going to do. But as I was taking, you know, classes, I was just like, well, I could be teaching these and I could be making money off of it. And just like uh, Dr. Christina said, I feel that it's the same thing, right? It's like, well, I could 
instead of just sharing all this information for free, which there's room to do that too, I could also make some income off of that. Okay, now this opportunity presented itself. Let me, you know, make some income off of that. I think it's a really good way to combine sort of what I was saying, where if it's something you enjoy, that's even better. And then now just make the space for you to realize like people want that knowledge from you and they're willing to pay for it. And so I feel that that was where I came from with the fitness. Like, well, I could, I could do this. People like me, I like to work out, I make it fun. And so, you know, let's turn this into something that's beneficial for everyone, you know, helpful for me. Because yes, you do kind of start to get burnt out when you're just giving your time away all of the time and you're not getting as much in return. So when you can find a way to make that an opportunity for yourself, everyone wins. And I feel that that was really where I was coming from in all the different side hustles. And I feel that everything that Dr. Christina said is exactly how I think about things too. And that's where the mental health startup came from. Like, what is a way where we can sort of catapult this into something that is really going? And so I would say just find a way to create opportunity for yourself and find a way to think about how you can maybe get some income from it. Can I add something, Crystal? So one of the things you mentioned is that black and white thinking, and I totally agree with you on that as well. I think that a lot of the times we do get stuck into that. Either I do it or I don't do it. But I think, you know, if your mentality is I want to do it, you could definitely set some goals for yourself that are achievable. Because I think a lot of the times what happens, what I hear people say, and I'm even for me, is that we get overwhelmed. Sometimes we don't know where to start and then we shut down and then we're like, I'm not going to do it right? because it's too much. And so sometimes we do have to get out of the black and white thinking once we decide we want to do something, right? And then we have to do something, anything. And I think this applies when we talk to clients in therapy, right? You got to start somewhere. You know, Ashley, I imagine the same thing with working out, right? It's like we could tell people, you know what? You don't have to do a whole hour workout every single day, seven days a week to start off. You know, start off with five minutes. Do five push-ups on your, you know, I tell clients this all the time, you know, on your floor or crunches or whatever. Walk for five minutes. Like it doesn't have to be this idea in our head that's like, oh, I have to do X, Y, and Z. So if you want to do something, start off step by step, one thing at a time. And, you know, what works for me is like those to-do lists. Okay, if I want to accomplish this, I got to do this, 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 and that. What am I going to do today? What can I start off with today? Even if it's just a small little thing, even if it's just 10 minutes, you know, I could tell my brain I accomplished this today. Yeah, and that does keep the drive going. You know, it does. I think exactly. To piggyback off of that, I agree. I think when you're looking at the big picture, you're like, oh my gosh, so many steps, so many things I have to do. But when you break it up into what works for you right now, and you kind of just keep putting one foot in front of the other, then it all starts to come together. And then you can take a step back and be like, whoa, where I was a month ago, you know, like, look how far I've come. And that just keeps the motivation going okay, now I'm going to do this. And then you start meeting people, right? And then you just keeps going. The ball just keeps rolling. Yeah, those are really, really good points. I also wonder a little bit about now that we're kind of on the topic of keeping the ball rolling, what are some of the ways that you continue to balance everything on your plate? And how do you prevent burnout? You know, because it's a lot like all three of us, have children, small creatures, you know, um, that we are responsible for. And then we all have like 
jobs, side hustles, you know, personal lives, like just everything is, I think, is kind of hard to balance. And so I'm just curious about how you all do it. What do you think, Ashley? How do you, you mentioned a little bit about managing your time, like setting alarms, all of that. Is there anything else that you do that helps you set boundaries or keep from burning out? I would say intention behind the things that you do, right? So when you're engaging in self-care, you're doing it with that intention of this is what it is meant to be. I need to get the most out of this moment and really diving into that so that you do feel refreshed. I think like you said, setting boundaries and being okay with that discomfort that might come with setting the boundary. Hey, I'm not actually able to meet up at that time. You know, I'm really busy. And just prioritizing, knowing where your priorities are. And then for me, the driving force is always doing what I find the most joy in doing, you know, first. You're not always going to like everything that you have to do. But I would say that as long as most of the things you're doing make you happy, then your life is going to feel really good. But it's definitely the intention with your time. You know, I'm I'm very intentional now with every single minute that I have. You know, I'm doing things that I definitely want to be doing. And I know with my family, it's a little tough, right? You're not always doing everything you want to be doing. And then extended family, but I love them. So there's always that intention there, right? You know, like, okay, maybe I don't want to drive an hour to go help my mom get my grandma, but we're going to listen to our favorite music on the way. And we're going to have, you know, a good conversation so I can get the most out of that hour. It's a good point. What about you, Dr. Christina? Yes. So those are really good points. You know, boundaries are definitely needed. I could say for myself that that's been quite a bit of a struggle, especially with my personality. I can be somewhat of a workaholic, but I feel like I've made a lot of progress with myself and practicing mindfulness. I definitely do follow my own advice when I tell clients, right, about mindfulness at works and meditation and everything. You know, I don't just preach. I also do it. I walk the talk, you know, so that's helped me tremendously in setting my boundaries. You know, before, when I first started my businesses, it was working all the time, all day long, answering emails, answering phone calls, you know, and then I realized that, you know what, this is not going to, you know, help me in the long term, which was my reasoning behind, you know, having side hustles. It's because I also want to make sure that I'm going to have time with my family. And so now, you know, I have those really great boundaries. You know, I set times for my private practice. These are the only times I work. And if you if you can't make it, I'm sorry, go find another therapist. You know, this is my schedule. I cannot accommodate anymore. And the same thing with my employees. I've set a structure of you go to this person, you go to that person. If you absolutely cannot get your answer, then you could go ahead and call me or email me. And so I set time for myself and my family, my kids, vacation. I look forward to vacations and also, you know, living in multiple places really helps out because I look forward to a different scenery, different things to do that keeps it fresh for me. I love traveling. So that's what work has been working for myself. That's great. And on that note, what are some of the upsides to having your own side hustles? I know for me, like ever since I went into private practice and have been kind of managing my own business, I've been able to like set my own hours. And back to the intention piece, Ashley, that you mentioned, like, I'm very intentional with my own time and my purpose, my mission, right? It's not like somebody else's mission, like somebody else's intentions, like, 
it's very personal to me. So I feel very connected to what I do. And so that's one of the upsides for me, for sure. Like with this podcast, with my consultations, with my teaching at the university, like everything that I do is very purposeful and meaningful, personal, you know? And so I feel very connected to my work and I'm very satisfied at this point in my life with my career because of those things. And I think that like having the side hustles, whether they bring income or not at that point is fine sometimes, you know, because I'm like, okay, there's even personal satisfaction, right? Like there's social currency, I guess, in that way. There's that exchange of energy for me and it's rewarding in that way. But I want to hear from you all, maybe if you want to tell me a little bit, some of the upsides to having your side hustles. If you want to start, Ashley, tell me a little bit about that. I think that you get to explore different parts of yourself. I think a lot of therapists (laughs) realize they need to do that. Our work can be quite draining. And I feel that we are very creative people in a different way. And we usually are people people, right? And so finding a different way to explore all aspects of who you are is so satisfying in finding, you know, your side hustle. And I agree with you in being connected to what you do is so important and such a driving force because I agree, I give so much of myself in each aspect of my side hustle, which is why I just love it. You know, I'm giving all of me in those moments and I love doing that. And it is very purposeful for me too. So just everything you said really resonated with me right now when you were speaking. And uh, yeah, I would say that that's, my answer as well. I second everything. What about you, Dr. Christina? Absolutely. I really believe that saying that says, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. I feel that the reasons why I do everything is because I love it. I'm passionate about it. I've never done something forcefully. And if I have, I quit right away (laughs) because it's not me. It's not who I am. You yeah, know, I can only yeah. fake it for so long. <laughs> and so, you know, it's like, I love what I do. And like what you're saying, Crystal, sometimes if, you know, even if the monetary value is not there, I feel like we as therapists, we do what we love, right? I remember some of those side hustles I've had where I was in the negative, right? I was in the upside down. And you know what? I was not upset about it because to me, I saw it, it was an asset to my experience, right? It's something that I experienced and I loved, I learned from it. And then also, you know, that's with any business, right? It takes time to build a business. And so you have to expect that. And so if you do it for the right reasons, I think that you're going to feel happy, enjoy doing the things that you do. And so that is a fact for myself. You know, that's the reason why I give a lot of consultation out for free. I do low income therapy sliding scale for clients because I love what I do. And, you know, I want to give as well, not just take. And I feel like, you know, it's all about what you put out there that you receive. So if you give, you're definitely going to receive back. Absolutely. Yeah, it's that exchange of energy, right? And no matter what form it is, there's that flow. And like, again, it's mindset, I think, right? Like, if it's coming out, it's got to come back some way. Do you have any advice for therapists that want to have side hustles, but maybe are afraid to, or maybe they don't have time or something along those lines? What do you think, Dr. Christina? So just like I was saying before, you know, it doesn't have to be this whole drawn out plan that you have to follow. You know, I would say if you have an idea, just put it on paper. You know, I'm a big advocate about writing things down, right? The brain remembers what you write down versus when you just think about it. So I would say write it down and then 
if you can every day, but it doesn't have to be every day, I think maybe just try to dedicate maybe three times a week of writing something down. You know, what do you need to get that goal going? And then maybe you could, um, if you don't have enough time, you know, it doesn't take that much time to write something down, right? It takes literally seconds. And so pick a time in your day to reflect or to work on something, even if it's like I said, five minutes or 10 minutes, that's something better than nothing. So I would say you do that. And then also you need to meditate. Visualization is a big part of my life and what I love to do. I'm a big advocate of getting what you want by visualizing it as if you've already accomplished it. There's a lot of research behind you building up your confidence. Your brain doesn't know the difference between reality and perception. Whatever you tell your brain, that's what's going to happen. And so you have to get used to that, you know, doing that with yourself. Okay, I'm going to do this and set your mind to it. And once again, you know, don't think about the ifs, buts, risk, nothing like that. Take away all the doubt and just focus on the positive that it's going to happen. And there's ways you can make that happen, even if it's just a few minutes a day, like I mentioned. That's great advice. The whole thing about perception and reality, like I just had like a flash in my brain and I'm like, (laughs) I need to be careful about what I think about, you know, like that's so true. What about you, Ashley? What is your advice to people out there? I mean, therapists specifically. I would say my biggest piece of advice is definitely doing it, right? Getting the ball rolling, just like Dr. You know, Bautista was saying, is just writing it down, but also remembering that even in the failure, quote failures, you are learning. So no matter what, you're learning something about yourself, which is going to help you you know, move forward. So if one thing didn't work out the way you wanted it to, now you shift your perspective and what you want to do and you try something else, right? Or you make a better decision about whatever business or side hustle you're trying to get started. Okay, it didn't work this way. Let's try it this way. And just knowing that everything is telling you something. You are constantly learning what's going to work better and what's going to help you more. So even if it feels bad, you give yourself space to feel that feeling, you know, for a little bit. And then you sort of pick yourself up and you're like, all right, that one didn't work out. Let's go with this one. And so just always letting the wheels turn, giving yourself the space to learn from a down moment and then continuing to go forward. I would say that because I feel that that's what I've learned the most about myself throughout all of the side hustles that I've had is that even if one didn't work out, then I knew something else was going to come my way. But if I blocked that out, I wouldn't be able to see that. If I just stuck with, okay, fine, well, then I can just only do therapy. Then I wouldn't be able to see all the other opportunities. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think I hear a lot of therapists that either want to start their own private practices or want to pursue that like extra Etsy thing that they have on the side, like because they're really creative or Whatever it is, right, that they want to do to bring in extra income or a side project or even volunteering or it's just there's that like either fear or something that holds them back. And I think that that risk, right, like what is it that is holding you back? And I think that, yeah, writing it down for sure, it's almost like manifesting, like vision boarding that thing kind of thing, but also maybe not analyze to paralyze, like just do it, like just try a part of it like act right like almost like a behavioral activation piece that you would do with your client right like do it and see how you feel 
but did you die? No, you didn't, right? So (laughs) (laughs) it's fine, you know. I think there's so many benefits that you laid out too as well, like discovering yourself and like everything that has to do with identity and all of that. So um, where can we find you all? Is there anything that you want to promote, like a website or... I know that Dr. Christina Bautista, you mentioned you have some things like going and I can link all of that below in the description uh, below the podcast episode if you want to tell us a little bit about that. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. So like I mentioned, uh, I do private practice full time. So that website is Dr. Christina Bautista, PsyD. No periods or no spaces or anything. Just Dr. Christina Bautista, PsyD.com. And right there on my website, I have everything. So I have all the links that goes to my podcast. I have the links that goes to Spanish for Professionals Institute. So I changed my name from Spanish for Therapist Institute to Spanish for Professionals Institute because we're going to be adding also classes for medical professionals as well in the near future. And that's where you could also find my information for the book that we're going to be publishing very, very, very soon. So the website for that is SpanishForProfessionalsInstitute.com. And then I'm going to be promoting, like I mentioned, my study abroad program to Cancun for this July. And then also the other low-cost therapy is Ayuda Para Todos, Help for Everyone. And that website is ayudaparatodoshelpforeveryone.com. Very simple. So all that information is on my main page as well. Thank you so much for telling us. And what about you, Ashley? Where can we find you or get into contact with you? Yes. Well, if you have a business and are open to a pilot, sort of a, we teach a class, you can find me at saverlining.com. So we'll post it at the bottom. So saver, like you're savoring something and you're finding the saverlining.com. And you can also just type my name into Google and you can find me there on Therapy Den. And that's the best way to find me if you wanted therapy. That's a great way to locate me there. And then I teach here in Inglewood for fitness classes. And so you would just uh, contact me via Instagram, which I can also have you post below. Awesome. Thank you so much to the both of you for taking the time out of your busy, busy schedules and your home life and your personal lives. I really appreciate the time and energy that you've given all of us today on the podcast. And anytime you want to come back, let me know. Thanks so much. Thank Thank you you for having us. Thanks for listening to Through the Eyes of a Therapist podcast. Rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. And please connect with me, Crystal Martinez Acosta, licensed professional counselor on Instagram at Through the Eyes of a Therapist pod. More information about booking me for therapy or training can be found there. Until next time. Keep on fighting the stigma and go to therapy. I'll see you next time.